passage I want to meditate on this morning is uh, Psalm 119, verse 67. It's a very simple and short uh, passage, and it ties in with the theme of the service, uh, dealing with trials and tribulations um, and uh, our responses to them. So Psalm 119, verse 67. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. The word before indicates that afflictions don't always happen in a believer's uh, life. You can go through long stretches of life where you don't receive any afflictions, and that's okay. Uh, some people wonder, what's wrong with me? In fact, I, I think uh, John Wesley one time said, man, it's been a whole day since I've been persecuted. What's wrong with me? And somebody threw a brick at him at that point. <laughs> but we can go through afflictions for a long period of time and say, thank you, Lord. We, we bless you that you have uh, allowed us to um, have these blessings. So it doesn't mean you're automatically going to go astray. But when our hearts are not guarded, prosperity and lack of affliction can easily make us stray. The next phrase, I was afflicted, shows that even believers like David sometimes need God's chastening. And that God will often use trials and uh, uh, tribulations to chasten us, bring us back to him. A tribulation, what it really does is it forces us to fix our faith on God and not on our circumstances. Uh, Spurgeon once said, often our trials act as a thorn hedge to keep us in the good pasture. So you don't even need to be involved in sin. It's keeping you from straying. So he says, often our trials act as a thorn hedge to keep us in the good pasture, but our prosperity is a gap through which we can go astray. And it does happen all too frequently. And so affliction is a good gift from God's hand that prevents us from straying. Um, it's actually a sign of his love. You know, Hebrews says it's uh, an evidence that we're really children. If we're without chastisement, Hebrews 12 says, then you're not loved, you're not God's child, because everyone whom he loves, uh, he chastens, he disciplines. But the fourth thing that I see in this passage is the wonderful response of David. He responds in faith and in thankfulness. He does not despise God's chastenings. He does not rebel against God's providences. He does not grumble against them. He responds appropriately. Now, at the beginning of the service, I mentioned J.I. Packer's book, uh, Knowing God, uh, in which uh, Packer says we ought not to be surprised by trials and afflictions, but he also says in order to grow through those afflictions, we've got to appreciate them. We've got to respond appropriately to them. And he said there's two responses at a minimum that we have to have when we have afflictions. And the first response is to have faith that God is sovereign over those afflictions. He's the one that's brought them into our lives. I just cannot imagine going through trials and, and troubles that some people go through and not believing in the sovereignty of God. And there are Christians out there who think that these things all happen by chance and God somehow was blindsided. And he, uh, there's, a, there's a whole group right here in Omaha that believes God doesn't know the future, and so sometimes he makes mistakes and he feels bad about it, but he can't help it. Now, it'd be even worse than believing that chance brought that car accident, you know, where you got crippled, and saying, no, Satan is sovereign. He's the Lord of this world, and sometimes he does things that 
you know, God can't help. That would be incredibly frustrating, disappointing, depressing. But we, if we can approach uh, these trials with a firm belief that God is sovereign, he's brought them into our lives, then we can approach them in faith. And the second thing, a response that um, G.I. Packer says that we need to have is that we need to ask God, Lord, what are you teaching me through this? How do you want me to respond to this affliction? Well, for sure, God calls us to be thankful, to respond with faith, and you can actually see the, the thankfulness in verse uh, 71. If you look just a couple of verses down, he says, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. So we need to respond to these in faith and thankfulness, not in grumbling. And it brings up the fifth lesson that we actually see in both verses. Afflictions should drive us to the Lord and drive us to cling more and more to the Word of God. And really, when you think about it, the Bible is the only stable thing that we can hold on to that will not let us down. It's the only infallible thing in life. Pastor Kaiser can let you down. Hopefully I won't, but the likelihood is at some point I will let you down. But the Word of God will never let you down. And so verse 67 again, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. So if the afflictions you've been going through are causing you to draw closer to God, to cling more tightly to his word, then Satan's not had a victory. God is having a victory in your life. But if it's doing the opposite, if the afflictions are making you complain and grumble and get angry and bitter, then the school of affliction, and it is a school that God takes us through, the school of affliction is not done with you yet because God does not grade on a curve. He, he grades for mastery. We watched a video yesterday that uh, Kathy posted on on uh, uh, Facebook of a guy that says, you know, it's a, a different approach to, to learning. And we approach this. You, you don't, uh, you know, just take people through mathematics, you know, where they, okay, that's fine, you gotta see. You do it for mastery. You want them to master the things that you're doing. And that's the way God always does with us. Uh, he is a good teacher, and he's gonna keep having you go through that same lesson of affliction over and over and over again till you finally get it. And when you finally learn, he says, okay, fine. We can go on to other lessons, and maybe this time it won't be a lesson of affliction. It'll be a gracious one. But he wants you to master uh, these things. So the next time that you long for a peaceful life, think about the benefits of trials and seek to learn from them. As that old writer that I um, quoted said, God brings men into deep waters not to drown them, but to cleanse them. So may the afflictions that we face cleanse us, make us cling all the tighter to the one who loved us and who died for us. Amen. Father God, we thank you for your afflictions. We thank you that you love us enough to discipline us and to draw us close to you, and that some of these afflictions aren't even discipline. They're just tests, tests of our trust in you, tests of our character, uh, tests of where we will go through, whether our vision is really driven by you. But whatever the purpose for the afflictions in our lives, I pray that you would help us to grow in this coming week. May we not 
uh, waste these lessons that you bring into our lives, but may we benefit from them. And I pray as we come to the Lord's table now, and as we uh, reaffirm our belief in your pledge that you are for us, that uh, we would not come to this table with doubts, with discouragements, but with a renewed faith and a renewed courage to face our tribulations and our, uh, 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 the, 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 the fighting that Satan, the world, and the devil brings against us uh, with a faith that uh, if you are for us, who can be against us? We love you, we bless you, and we come to this table uh, with a desire to grow in you. And so we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.